When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 32. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Australian singer-songwriter Talia. Her debut EP, entitled Fresh Hugs, was released in March and is a gorgeous blend of folk and pop. In today's episode, Talia and I talk about the making of the EP, honesty in her songwriting, and Little Orphan Annie. Here we go. Our guest today is an up-and-coming Australian folk singer-songwriter. She's been compared to artists such as Laura Marling and Feist, and has just released her debut EP, entitled Fresh Hugs. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Talia. Hello. Hello. How are you going today? I'm good. How are you, Simon? I'm good, thank you. Uh, Thank you for asking. Uh, Congratulations on the new EP, which is out now, Fresh Hugs. Thank you. um, I'm I'm happy to have them out. It's been a long time coming, so it's good that it's out in the world. I'm very curious where the title Fresh Hugs came from. Uh, It came from, um, so I was in the studio and my producer, Dean Tuzer, I worked with Dean Tuzer on this EP, and uh, my friend Sean, who plays piano across the whole EP, we're in. We're listening back to one of the demos, and Dean turns around and he's like, "Oh, it just feels like a big fresh hug." And we were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's what we want the whole EP to feel like. Like someone is just giving you a hug, and um, and it feels comforting." Um, and like the reaction to my friend Sean, he's like, "Oh." I want to make a T-shirt out of fresh hogs. I want to make a bag out of it and all this stuff. So we were like, okay, let's let's make this the EP name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious as well, is there any, the stylistic choice to put the S as a dollar sign, is there any motive behind that? <laughs> Not really. We just thought it looks cool <laughs> and it's That's like fresh. Cool. Like, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe that I got from it. It was like a... Yeah. Um, like an early 2000s Nelly single almost with like a dollar sign S. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think because like a hug is kind of more, um, uh, it's not like childish or anything, but like when you say hug, it feels, um, or in a way it kind of does feel childish like because, I don't know, I just imagine being young and like getting a big hug from like your from your mum or something and it just like feels so good and then we just wanted we think that the EP um is cool so we just wanted to make it sound cooler uh with fresh and the dollar sign (laughs) (laughs) 
the EP itself, um, it is quite gorgeous. It is quite intimate as well. And it does mm. um, have a very personal feel to it. I know you just said uh, before it's kind of been sitting on it for a while. How long has the EP been in the works, I guess, from writing that first song up until now that it's out? Um, so I wrote all of those songs while I was in year 12. So I'm two years out now. Um, and I started, I went into the studio and I met Dean for the first time, um, in like late 2019, like just after I'd finished school. Um, and it was kind of, I met a few producers and just to see who I clicked with and, um, I really, really loved Dean and his work and like his passion and care um, for the artist. And so we started working in late February and I was on tour at the time. And so when I'd come home, I'd be in the studio and then go off again. Um, and so it's been since March when we started working on um, or like thinking about what direction we wanted it to go in because I went in and I had no clue what my sound was or what I wanted to put out. But I guess I knew what I liked and didn't like. So it was kind of just crossing off things and being like, oh, yeah, I like this, Um, which a lot of the songs um, that I liked at the time were all acoustic-based and very like organic instruments. Um, and so we started off with mainly guitar and vocals, very, very simple, got the structure and the tempo and then just added from there and explored different directions. For yourself, when you are writing a song, is it something, um, do you start with lyrics first and then kind of work out a melody from there or, or is it the reverse? Um, it's usually the reverse. Normally it's just a random melody that kind of pops into my head and I quickly record it on my phone. Um, and a lot of the time it's just mumbling, like I have no clue what it is. And then I'll find chords to that melody that I was singing and just kind of jam on those chords for a while. And the, when I listen back, what I thought was mumbling, it ends up, I end up hearing words from that mumbling and it's always um, the lyrics that I end up writing down is like something that I was feeling or have thought about. And I guess the mumbling is kind of like that subconscious thought coming through and I'm like, Oh, it all makes sense now. Like I know what I'm writing about. And so I can keep going with the song. That's very cool. Um, the, the lyrics in your EP, seem to be uh like very personal um and very honest for yourself how important is that for you as an artist to be kind of true to true to yourself in a way when when you are writing your lyrics well I guess I'm putting it well lyrics are like a massive like ever since I've I was young I've always listened to lyrics and that's been the first thing that I listen to when I hear a song um, where like some people it might be the melody or you might hear the drums first or um, it's always been lyrics for me and the story. Um, and I guess if I wasn't true to what I was writing, then I'd kind of feel like I'm lying to people when when I put it out because, you know, it is like getting put out into the world and, um, yeah, I'd kind of feel 
but then again, you can write a song about anything and it might, and it can connect to anyone. Um, but I feel like the more vulnerable you are, the more people will connect to it. That's very fair. I do agree with that. I think, um, with some of the lyrics, uh, you paint a, a picture quite well. Like, uh, there's lines, um, I think it is from, give me one second, I apologise. No, you're uh, Distant right. Dreams. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's from Distant Dreams, the line, uh, I'm a nice girl who watches Fight Club, which is a simple lyric, but also it it is descriptive in a way that it allows you to kind of, I feel like, and especially the way that you sing it as well, it gives off an impression of the person that you're listening about. Mm. Um, for you, do you, I guess, enjoy being able to, to put in like small little intricate details that allow for a more, um, oh, what's the word? uh, Just allow more insights to the characters in the song. Yeah. Well, I feel like, um, a part of a story or a movie, you've always got characters and as a watcher or listener, when you're listening to a song, you want to know, who they are, um, well, for me anyway. Um, and I think just, yeah, you just want to know who the characters are and what, like just little details, kind of just like a, a friend or whatever, you know, you like to know what um, you're interested in what they do and you love what they do and, yeah, you like the person that they are. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm kind <laughs> of <does>. rambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that 100% makes sense. Um, I know as well uh, some of the lyrical content for the EP was, was quite personal as well. I think that there was um, one song that you wrote from the perspective of a friend, uh, Take It Off Now, Boy. And mm-hmm. for a song like that, and I'll, I'll let you share the details of that song if you'd like to, mm-hmm. that's 100% yeah. up to you. Um, but uh, I guess how difficult do you find it to be able to verbalise like a, a, a problem or an issue like like that while still, I guess, balancing both wanting to make a great song but also not give away you know, all the intricate details of, of a personal matter? Mm. Well, I guess because I, well, first of all, the song Take It Off Now, Boy um, is, I think it's, a, yeah, it's the second song in the EP and I wrote it with my friend Sean. Um, and one of our friends during year 12 was put under a coma because his body became paralyzed. It's like a, a way that his body deals with stress is that it puts itself into, into paralysis, um, which is, it's crazy. It's, it's so, it's how the mind works is just like, yeah, yeah it's hard to understand. Um, and at the time his partner cheated on him while he was in a coma and my friend Sean came over and he, he was telling me about it and we were just like, what? We just couldn't even like comprehend it. And we already, you know, like our friend was already going through such a hard time. Um, 
and Sean started playing some chords on the piano and it just flowed out and we wrote it in about 20 minutes. Um, and I guess because I feel like, so a lot of my songs, um, I do write from other people's perspectives or like what I've seen my friends go through. And I've, I don't know what it is, but I've, I find it kind of easy to put myself in other people's shoes and like really feel their, um, their feelings in a way. Um, and I guess I was just writing what, what I was, um, feeling about that situation and then twisting it so that it's as if it's from my perspective, but it's from like my friend's perspective, um, who was in the coma. Um, and I guess I, there is like a point where sometimes I'm like, I don't think I should put certain lyrics in when they are very like straight to the point and, very um, personal to that person or to the situation or it could maybe like offend someone or make someone upset. Um, But yeah, it's not, it's sometimes it's hard to control what your, what lyrics you're going to write and everything like in that moment. Um, And there has been times where I have changed lyrics like last minute because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to make offend anyone or make anyone upset. Um, especially when, like, see, the thing is my friend who was in the coma, he loves that it was about him. He loves the song. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is about me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, um, that's very cool that he can, he can enjoy it. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had, uh, I know you said that you did, you worked on the EP with Dean. Um, you also had David Kahn. Mm-hmm. work on the string arrangement and um for the ep and david's worked with uh, acts like lana del rey and, and stevie nicks and i believe has won a few grammys what was that kind of experience like or how did that come about so first that was it's i still can't believe it it's so cool like i was on a little meeting with him and he's like oh yeah um paul mcconney's just down my like around my block and i was like what (laughs) he said it so casually too um but it came about Dean used to um be mentored by David um when he was in New York and um Dean sent the song to David just to ask him like for advice and stuff and he put out he just he really liked it and and wanted to work on it and there was we were thinking about getting strings but then there was a point where we were like oh maybe we'll just have it as guitar and vocals and like a little bit of piano and when David said that he would love to put like do a string arrangement we were like yeah let's do it um (laughs) and when he sent it when he sent it back just the demo that he'd just done all like by program strings and like plugins it sounded it sounded amazing. At first I, um, I was like, because the song had changed a lot, um, because it was so like 70s 
simple. And then when the strings got on, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. Like it's been completely flipped. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I like it. But then after about two weeks, we hadn't gotten back to David on like notes or anything. And after about two weeks, I was listening to it like every day. And I, by the end, so at the start, I had all these notes like, oh, I don't like that. Don't like this. Don't like that. And then after two weeks, um, Dean messaged and David was like, oh, so what are your notes on this? And I was like, I've got none anymore. Like it's beautiful (laughs) the way that it is. And I feel like the song is already so emotional and um, it just like took it to that next level. Like this, I feel like the strings are beautiful. Um, Yeah. They really do add, um, yeah, a gorgeous layer to some of the songs on the EP. Mm. There's also uh, a few samples of spoken word throughout the EP, um, which I feel like add, again, talking about the the intimate nature of the EP, it just kind of adds that little mm-hmm. bit more to make it feel like um, almost like a friend, I guess, in a way. Um, where did that idea come from or where, where, I guess, where, yeah, where did that idea come from? So the first one, um, which is called Teenagers, uh, the first track, where when we're working on just my type, like in the studio, we'd always have images going like, I don't know, when you listen to a song, do you um, see things or like maybe imagine yeah. video clips and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff So we were, yeah, in the studio. We did a lot of that and we'd like go really deep into YouTube videos of like what we're seeing and like try. And then we'd mute the YouTube video and play the song over the top and like kind of watch it like a movie. Um, That's very and, cool. Yeah. And at one point, um, we were like, oh, kind of like I keep seeing like 1950s teenagers like dancing around and stuff. And so we went deep into YouTube and found this video or this interview of a lady called Lady Lewisham. Um, and she was talking about teenagers and um, how they they are like judged a lot by like the older generation and the, all the videos were like them, like in a, in a ball dancing. And it was like um, some young kids playing um, <laughs> and listening to records in like the record shop, like with their headphones on. And um, there was this one part where she was talking and we we're like, Oh my God, let's try put that at the front of the, of the song and see what it's like. And it just, it just fit like really perfectly. And it kind of, I felt like, I feel like it sets up the EP and because she is talking about teenagers and all that stuff, um, all of the songs are written from a teenager's perspective and like what, like first experiences of, um, of just life in general. And Yeah. yeah, it just, it felt really good and we kept it in there and then we and we couldn't part with it and yeah and then the second one which is called hey my friend and it's before the song okay which we were talking about just before um i i didn't know that it was being recorded so when when we were recording vocals um i I really wanted to capture the emotion of the song and 
because it is, it still is the only song that I've ever cried to on stage. Like every time I sing it, I just get really emotional. It's probably the most honest song that I've ever written um, and personal to me. And so I was like to Dean and Damien, my manager, who was also in the studio at the time, um, I was like, can I, can I tell you what it's about so that I like, you know, get emotional and, and really feel it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And so I just started speaking and I, and then recorded the vocal tracks and like in the vocal tracks, um, you can hear me like sniffling cause I was just crying while I was telling it to them. And I went back in to listen to the demo that we'd done. And Damien's like, Oh, put on that talking track. And I was like, what talking track? Like, what are you talking about? And they played it and I just burst into tears. It was, yeah. And I actually wasn't going to have, oh, and what it is for those who haven't heard it, it's just me talking about what the song is about pretty much. Um, But I'm very, I can't like speak because I'm all choked up and I keep rambling and saying things. So it's not um, exactly what it's about. Well, as in it's not described exactly to that experience. Um, And kind of what we're saying before, how you're saying. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With Take It Off Now, Boy, like do you find going into those like minor, those minor details, like do you pull back from them? And with this talking track, I wasn't actually going to have it on the EP until everyone else was like, yeah, put it on, like it makes it really emotional. But I was scared because, you know, it is about, one of my friends and it is very personal and I find talking about my feelings I I find that so hard I can sing about my feelings easy but like talking about them it's just it's like a next level thing for me (laughs) and so having that on was like very vulnerable for me and also I didn't want my friend to get upset and so the night before masters had to be in um, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And then I caught up with my friend and 
and she was like, I hadn't shown her because I was scared to show her that I was talking about it just because, um, yeah, it's just very emotional. And I showed it to her and she was like, no, put it on. Like it could help someone and, you know, it's, it's you being honest and, yeah, like you never know who it could help. And so last minute I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on. And I think it definitely does um, help with the emotion and the honesty about the song. Yeah, definitely. It, um, I initially sometimes I think like when listening to, to things, we have it on shuffle or whatever. And I, I went back and then made sure I listened to the EP in, in order, in the correct mm-hmm. order. Um, and it definitely does, um, almost like preface that next song just perfectly. Just, it, it, it is, um, it, it's just a gorgeous piece of work. So well done. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. Um, talking, uh, this is a horrible segue, so I apologize. Talking <laughs> about, right. um, YouTube just a second ago with the, the, um, samples. I wanted to talk about the music video for distant dreams. Um, it, it does kind of, appear almost like a fevered dream where you're on a plane and there's like a hundred eyes on yourself. And then there's, you're at a beach with lots of lobsters. Can you tell me, I guess, what on earth was going on when you uh, came up with the inspiration for that Uh, one? So again, in, in the studio, we're going like deep into YouTube, like really deep. And, um, we started brainstorming all these things like imagine, well, because the song is distant dreams, it's, you know, dreams are pretty weird. Like you have some very weird dreams. (laughs) And um, we're going on this rant about, oh, imagine being like flying on a plane and then you're going over Hawaii and then you're sitting on the beach with like sweaters on and like just sunbathing (laughs) as if it's normal. Um, And so I made this collage of distant dreams and like what I saw. And for some reason I saw like a fish eating a shark instead of a shark eating a fish, like, I don't know, just some, some <laughs> random things. And also like the sky, I just imagined the sky. Um, and I took it to, uh, Cass who directed the video and she was like, Oh my God, what about this? And so it's just, I guess, cause <laughs> dreams are so weird. So I'm sleeping on the plane. This is like the, I'm sleeping on the plane and then, in my dream, I'm on the beach in, in winter gear, just sunbathing. And then I just see something in the corner of my eye and it's like a, a man with a fish head on in the water. Like it's really <laughs> weird. Um, but yeah, it, it's very random, but <laughs> it's a very cool video. Um, when listening to the EP and yeah, as we've discussed, it's this gorgeous, very intimate thing. And then watching the video, I was there's a, like a slight juxtaposition with it, but it's very cool. It's a very, very good video. Yeah. Uh, I'll make sure we um, we link it into the podcast so people can can watch it and check awesome. it out. Um, Talia, would you be happy to talk about the playlist that you sent through? Yes, I will. <laughs> no, you go, you go. I was I was going to say we have um almost like a little bit of a tradition mm-hmm. at the podcast. Only if this if a guest picks this artist on their podcast, we usually will bring it up only because we are 
a really big fan of, of the artist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridges that you love? <laughs> Motions. Well, Phoebe Bridges, first of all, is just an incredible artist and her storytelling. Again, I think when I first listened to this song, it was the lyrics because I was like, what? I couldn't completely get what it's about. And there's like, for me, there's so many mixed meanings to it. I'm like, oh, I wonder what she's singing about. Like, where has this inspiration come from? And, but then again, the lyrics still made me feel really emotional. And um, I love the part in the chorus. I just love that lyric. I just love motion sickness, like going around in all these emotions and getting you know, your head's just going crazy and that's what I kind of picture it as just motion sickness. And then also it just reminds me of being on a Ferris wheel and like going round and round <laughs> until like you buff because that happened to me once. It was, it wasn't not good. <laughs> um, no, that's very fair. Uh, were you okay after the Ferris wheel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was great. Yep. Cool. All right. That's good. Good. <laughs> Um, another track that you picked was Selfless by The Strokes, which was um, from their new record. Um, and it's a little bit more, mm-hmm. I guess, laid back for The Strokes compared to like their previous output. Um, mm. what, what was the reason behind picking this song? Well, I only heard about The Strokes about a year ago. Um, so I'm very late to the strokes and it was when I was in the studio and Dean introduced me to heaps and heaps of artists and it kind of, um, the strokes was a part of them. And so I went and listened to all their albums and I think the new normal, which is what this song is from, was one of the first ones that I listened to. And I, I just love the arpeggiated guitar and, and the lyrics again, I think lyrics is definitely a theme throughout this whole list because they're like my main thing. Um, and I love the bit of distortion on it too. This just, it just has a feeling of, um, it's kind of like when you listen to the lyrics, it is sad, but then the whole feeling of the song is kind of, um, like comforting in in a way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're just like a new fave of mine and that song is definitely like one of my all-time favourites now. It's a very cool song, I have to admit. I was not as well-versed in the new album as I should be, but listening to the song, um, yeah, it's, it's a very, very cool song. Mm. One track that caught me by surprise, but... Um, I love the track and I love that you included it in the playlist. Um, I'm can you scared. guess which what one is I'm it? Say? <laughs> no, I'm like, oh my God, which one? <laughs> uh, was Tomorrow from Annie, <laughs> the musical. <laughs> yeah, so that one's funny. When I was younger, like really, really little, it was like the only song that I'd ever sing. But the only part that I'd sing is just tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow, and I didn't know the song at all. I only knew that little bit, and I still didn't even sing the lyrics properly. But it was just when um, I was like four, I just I'd sing it everywhere. I'd sing it in the car all the time, but only that little bit, just repeated over and over and over again. And so it's just um, 
a little symbol of um, me loving music or like I guess from my parents' perspective, they're like, oh, she's into music or whatever because I just sing it over and over and over again. Feel bad for them. (laughs) (laughs) Were your um, parents musical in in any way? Um, My mum was a singer and Mm. she kind of gave it up though when she was about 25-ish. Um, which I think, I feel like she regrets giving it up. Um, and, um, yeah, so my mum was a singer and my dad, he doesn't play music at all, but he appreciates music. <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah. um, I did see a, I think it was a TikTok mm-hmm. of your mum singing along to one of your songs, but maybe not <laughs> getting all the words. <laughs> That was yeah. a very, very cute. <laughs> yeah, that's her. <laughs> um, was there any other songs from the playlist that you'd like to talk about? Maybe I'll go from um, A Thousand Sundowns by Emma Louise, which when I was in year seven, I started singing lessons and I got put into a new group of like older girls and they were like 22, 25 and I was like 13. Um, And one of the girls brought in this song, A Thousand Sundowns. And I just remember being in complete awe. And I think it was the first song that really made me appreciate lyrics. Cause if you listen to the song, it's, like she just takes you on a journey of someone's life in like four minutes. And I just found it so beautiful and just the storytelling. And so I feel like subconsciously I was like, I want to write music like this or just music that has lyrics that take people through through a story. Um, But again, it wasn't till year nine till I started writing and another song that's on that playlist called youth by daughter that was kind of in that same time frame where it was just the guitar and the lyrics and the vocals and the lyrics were like well the vocals were like up and like up front in the mix and it was all about what they were saying and it was just simple um and so I think that's where my love for writing kind of started to like click and um, yeah, the passion started to form. It's um, it's a, the daughter track is a gorgeous track. That one builds beautifully while still, as you said, keeping the, the lyrics and the voice up the front. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we got? Oh, what about me? If you're wondering about that by <laughs> Shannon Noll. That's, I was, um, <laughs> was, was going to raise that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a song that, um, my family, that's like our song. And when we like, I keep going back to when I was younger, but, um, we'd all go in the lounge room and just put on Shannon Noll's CD and just dance and sing to it. And there's like <laughs> videos on our old camera of just us going crazy and it was always like when like being a, a dramatic little kid I'd like go into my room and be like what about me it isn't fair <laughs> like when something happens like all my siblings got more chocolate than me or whatever like you know <laughs> <laughs> um so that's that one and uh, I gotta 
Oh, Walk in the Park by Beach House. Um, that one, that's probably one of my all-time faves as well now, which, again, I only heard about Beach House for the first. Do you know Beach House? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only heard about them for the first time a year ago as well, like when I was in the studio. And I was playing around on a drum machine and it was the it was when I started getting interest for drums and yeah. um, all that stuff. And I was playing around on Dean's like old Bossa Nova organ. Um, and he was like, oh, well, listen, listen to this song. You might like this. And the very first line, I was just like, oh, my God. Like it was just like a moment where I think my music taste was just like opened up to a whole new palette of music, like Beach House, The Strokes, Tame Impala, The Beatles, like I'd Radiohead, like I'd never ever listened to them before that. And if I did listen to them before that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really think anything of it. Like I'd be like, oh, nah. Yeah. But now it's like this is the most beautiful music I've ever heard and um yeah I I just I love that song and her voice is amazing and the organ you know or the synth or whatever she's playing yeah there. the whole um I think it is Teen Dream the record that uh, yeah. that song's from but yeah gorgeous record mm. what else oh and then feels like we only go backwards by Tame Impala oh, yes. yeah um that one uh, again, it was when I started first listening to Tame Impala and I went to Lonerism, his album Lonerism. And that song I had kind of known before, but I I just heard it as like a, a pop kind of song. But then when you listen to it, I didn't um I didn't hear all the little intricate things and and I didn't appreciate the drums and everything that he does in that song. And I was listening to a podcast with Rick Rubin and Tame Impala and it's called Broken Records. And if anyone likes music podcasts, please listen to that because Broken <laughs> Records is amazing and Rick Rubin is just like an all-time legend. It's um, a very good podcast. Yeah. Oh, you listen to it? Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, and Tame Impala was saying, because I – one of Beach House's songs, oh, Walk in the Park. It was Walk in the Park. And he was like, he was listening to that and then he turned it off and he kept following, like he ended up making Feels Like We Only Go Backwards, like from it just being cut off and he started hearing the chorus and like everything. And if you if you listen to both of those songs, you will hear that they're in the same key, same tempo, um, but like they sound completely different, but you hear the similarities in them. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. And so, yeah, I loved that song mainly probably because it was <laughs> like walk in the park or like there was that comparison to it that I was like, yes. It's almost like I am. Um, yeah. They're very, very different songs, but almost like a connection or like a brother sister kind of relationship mm-hmm. to the songs. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it. Um, it's been lovely having you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And that's our show. Thank you again to Talia. Her debut EP, Fresh Hugs, is out now. 
We've included links in the show notes to both her Spotify and the Distant Dreams music video on YouTube. We also want to give a quick shout out to Ella at Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of Talia's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.